And now, a special six-pack triple feature. Yeah, yeah, I think that's appropriate. I just, um, I can, uh, I can think of no other way to welcome you guys in to the fiftieth uh, pairing episode. It's not our fiftieth episode; it's our fiftieth. It's what is this going to be? Six pack triple feature? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, yeah, it's our fifth. Our, it's our fiftieth um, original format. Yeah, there you go. Because we've released a lot more than 50 episodes and i'm really glad i've never sat down and actually clocked how many hours i put in editing <laughs> i know i sat back here for like seven hours yesterday but i i edited two episodes was, we're going out of town next week kind of uh, under a time yeah, pressure to just, get some shit done so yeah so what we decided to do instead of like pairing alien and star wars or something like that when and i think the last time we talked we actually were going to do star wars yeah you'll hear that in one of the pick sixes and then by the end of right after we got done recording that we were like actually we should do alien because it's a better trilogy it's yeah it's a different trilogy but it's a, yeah, sure yeah sure. uh so we decided to do the alien trilogy uh and that was a fucking that busied up last weekend. That was, was that was a long Sunday for me. It was so last weekend <laughs> and depressing. Last weekend I watched Alien <laughs> Aliens. I went to see Nope uh-huh. with Jeff. Uh, then I watched Prey. I still haven't seen Prey yet. Fucking really good. Good. Okay. And then on Sunday I watched Alien Three. I was like, that's a fucking roller coaster, man. And then what was the message I sent you uh, later on in the week? I don't remember. You should check out the oh, yeah. the, the working print that 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 they put out on the Blu-ray for Alien for 3. Alien Three. It's thirty minutes longer, and it's I said if you love the original, this one's significantly better. So I sat down to watch that last night at like nine thirty, and I woke up on the couch this morning with the menu on. <laughs> <laughs> it is much better yeah it's yeah it's just a little more yeah. there's more connective tissue we'll, between, we'll talk yeah. we'll talk about that so yeah what 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 are we what are we doing here because we're talking about all three alien movies but we're not going to dive into them as deeply right as not as much do. no not not each one and then we'll just kind of have some conversations once we yeah. kind of touch base on each of them and then go I into more alien talk and i did something here uh, toward the end where, like, if you were going to do a drive-in double feature... Oh, I picked... Yeah, yeah. You told me to do that. I'm okay. like, yeah, that's a good choice. I, uh, I I had trouble on Alien 3, but I think I landed on something that's... I think I landed pretty good on all of them. I've been fascinated with the trilogy in in and of the, just these three movies. Sure. I've been fascinated with that, with these, these three films for fucking 20-plus years now. I used to have, like, these vivid dreams, almost nightmarish dreams when i first saw the movies uh-huh. like i had rented one and then a week later another one and maybe a week or two later than the third one just because once i hit a b and c i just wanted to get them all eventually out of the way um i started having like these really vivid nightmares about the face huggers for some reason they just they bore through and came through and whatever i was watching and it it wigged me out for a while that's crazy yeah i remember this being on TV one time when I was a kid, okay, and seeing the face hugger, and I wasn't allowed. My my mom was okay. watching. What is it. that? 
And obviously, I wasn't allowed to watch it right. for that very reason. <laughs> um, but I remember seeing the face hugger and going, like, gasping or something like that. I remember being ushered out of the room. I, n- I never saw the first one until I was probably in my teens or 20s. Okay. Well, here's my question then. I only had one question before we kind of dive into the first movie. Okay. When you first saw these movies, did you see them in order? In order. No. Really? No. Oh, I was lucky to have. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't necessarily I don't think you, negate it, but it's it's kind of helpful you would and definitely, it's fun. You would definitely want to see Alien, Aliens and Alien 3 in order. Yeah, because if you saw 3 before you saw the second one, you're like, well, there's a whole other movie that explains why she, yeah. where she is, where she is, and everything. But but Jim Jim Cameron does a good job of encapsulating that whole thing. Yeah. 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 Something else I like about the trilogy is that so much time exists between each movie? But for her, it's like well, <laughs> right. But what I it gives each movie a def a, a definitive feel. Each movie has, has a, a different de- tone altogether yeah. because similar uh, similarities um, styles from the late seventies by the mid eighties when the sequel came out they were totally past, different. Yeah. yeah, and then six years later when they in the early nineties, <clears throat> so much. Just societally had changed, yeah. And then what was acceptable in movies and tropes and shit like that had changed. So it, it makes each one a product of its time, mm-hmm. um, and gives each one its own distinct feel. Whereas Star Wars is a pretty, the original trilogy yeah. is a pretty cohesive. You yeah. know, only six years pass between correct all three of those movies, and he was going for this one covers, th- in essence, three decades. Yeah. Uh, in essence, it covers three decades. Yeah. Yeah, in the cheapest way possible. Yeah, you know, seventy nine to ninety two. Yeah, you know, that's only thirteen years. <laughs> but, but it it's three decades. Three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's get let's get into the first TV spot. All right. Attention to the crew of the commercial vessel Nostromo. A word of warning. Of warning. A word of warning. Alien. Coming this summer to a theater near you. I cheated. How? That's a teaser trailer because I could not find a good TV spot. And the reason why is because all the TV spots were 30 seconds, but all you would hear is what we heard at the beginning of the recording of this podcast. That's so- it was just visual and that sireny kind of score going through. And yeah, it's it's it works. It just doesn't work for our purposes. Those bastards. The one I the, <laughs> the one I wanted for this one was uh, in space. No one can hear you scream. Yeah, apparent. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there may be trailers that specifically state that. And I know it was a great tagline for a movie. A in fact, tagline. in fact, I think one of the things I wrote down here is I think Alien can be credited with one of, if not the best movie poster taglines in cinematic history of "In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream." It's just like, what? what How do did get, they market? What do we get into? Did they market this as a horror movie or a sci-fi movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, horror sci-fi is a great mashup that you don't. What I think what happens when it's a horror sci-fi movie, it immediately just becomes a sci-fi movie to most people because most people don't want to consider. Something this is the horror. most horrific of the three movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I always Alien. Alien is a horror sci-fi movie. 
Yes. Aliens is a uh, sci-fi action, action movie. with horror elements. Uh, Alien yeah. 3 is a sci-fi drama. Yeah, with horror again. Elements. Yeah, horror horror is always the back, there, but it definitely it in does. The second two, but it's more we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I always found it interesting, especially probably probably when I first saw the Alien trilogy was uh, that both the Alien and Star Wars franchises and trilogies were both released from 20th Century Fox. I noticed that watching. Um, yeah. And I often wondered when I was younger if these two extremely different types of sci-fi <laughs> worlds existed in the same universe but on the opposite sides of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Who wins in a fight? A xenomorph or a Jedi? Uh, what if a xenomorph had the Force? We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jedi aren't invincible. They, they if you hit no, them, they bleed. So but if like, you got your, yeah, if you got your, uh, but if you get your force, just stay away. Don't touch me. Yeah, and that yeah. that'd be it. Uh, would not a, if a xenomorph killed a Jedi? Would not it? Don't they pick up something from every species? They kind of because that's why the that's why the oh. So if one got on and gestated incubated itself inside a jedi it would, would it be force sensitive yeah because it takes That's on, the eternal question because when it <laughs> so refresh me the ox is not the op, oh, never mind never mind we're not on three yet <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's okay um so the crew of the nostromo were to put things in the most simplest terms were they space truckers yeah they yeah. were like I mean it says commercial towing vehicle cargo refinery processing 20 million tons of mineral ore. Yeah, they were with a crew of 7. Yeah. They, they were, were space truckers. Pretty much. I I and I know that they kind of mentioned that in one of the documentaries that I've I've seen. The ones like all the ones that come with the uh Blu-ray set are really in-depth and really oh, yeah. good. Um and I forgot that they do kind of mention that they are they're very working class, yeah. very blue collar. And I never yeah. really thought about it like that when I was in my early 20s for seeing this. I think I probably got around to this trilogy as a whole when Alien Resurrection came out. Because uh-huh. uh, I remember I watched it. It's what it is. It's fine. We can, we can get into a little we'll, more. We'll get into it later. But that's yeah. when I, I probably seriously sat down with this trilogy in the late 90s. Um what does this have to offer? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably seen Aliens the most. I um, figured it would have been Alien 3. That's a close second. Okay. Got to be. I got to be in the right mood for it. I get it. But I got to be in the right mood for Aliens, too. Um, this movie is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, the ship. They uh, One of the bits that they talked about, I'm not going to go too much into the trivia, but they when they were talking to the cast, they said that the set was enormous and that's why you can get all those long takes the cameras falling around yeah. each corridor I like that because they all connected it was all one set in Pinewood Studios or whatever it was before it became Pinewood Studios if you notice when they show exteriors of the Nostromo and then when they show inside whether you notice it or not it's like a castle in an old horror movie oh okay and that's why it's, I think it's so cavernous on the inside and yeah, probably I never all- thought about the little they're like towers yeah um, wow. Okay. And then I don't know what Ridley Scott's thing is, but these are big, cold shots on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of it was the reason the set was so big was to a accommodate the 
the movement of the cameras yeah. and stuff, but also to give you that. A lot of times with space movies, this place is fucking huge. You feel claustrophobic. Absolutely. This one doesn't. No. I mean, there's a there's a sense of claustrophobia because they can't escape, but not in that ship. There's just so many places for that alien to hide. Yeah. That's the where the problem lies that, with this one. I think I think that was the right choice too because you could have made it a lot probably more um not breathtaking but like anxiety inducing by making it tighter quarters. Yeah. But I think it's I think that's cheap. Yeah. This is it's grandiose and it's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's like I dare like the gall on him to make <laughs> to make the set that fucking big on a yeah, spaceship. Yeah. That's fucking I love it. Well, they said some of the crew had gotten into a bit of claustrophobia depending on where they were located in the set because they had to find their way out. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think Alien was like the first sci-fi movie I remember watching where the futuristic world, it felt like people lived in it. Uh-huh. Like it was dirty. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's dirty. It's kind of grimy. Cold, And bulky. like this is where people, this is where <laughs> the blue collars come to live and work. Over the whole trilogy itself, I love that it's like, there is no faster than light travel. No, and it's, it's still yeah. shit. Still takes a fuck long time, you know. So that's why they yeah. have to be put into stasis. Yeah, I, I, and nothing's clean. Nothing's clean. No. Nothing is easy. I mean, you had to. I love that mother is like the the Google or whatever, <laughs> but you have to go into a room to deal with it. You <laughs> with three screens that are about like five inches. <laughs> monochrome, monochrome green CRT. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that whole set design. Absolutely. But you realize you're just like, so this is what it's like in the future. We get smaller screens and a lot of fucking lights. Outside of a couple of things. And a, and a chair that spins you around. <laughs> I think this could potentially be considered a realistic future. Yeah, absolutely. Like, at your age, but, I mean, they can put you to sleep for shit now to, like, travel. You know what I mean? But you're right. not in stasis. You're just... Basically, like a medically induced coma. That's what they're talking about when people go to Mars. They'll yeah. have to. They'll have to do something because it's medically like, induced coma. Basically, yeah. yeah. Oof. But no thanks. I don't know. Good, I, a good nap, maybe. I'm afraid of running into that hole where you're mostly asleep, but now it's like you're trying to wake up, but your limbs are all dead because <laughs> you can't move. And am I? Am it's I like, paralyzed, but I'm kind of awake? It's Are like you... the old Drew Carey joke. Like, if I'm ever in a coma, leave me the fuck alone. How do you know it's not the greatest thing ever? <laughs> yeah. So did anything ever ruin this movie for you? You mean Spaceballs? Uh, is he all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the cat digs me. Hey, what's wrong with this guy? I don't know. Bring him water. Water my ass. Bring this guy some Pepto Bismol. I actually, <clears throat> that's my first memory of Alien. Is not seeing Alien, but seeing this. Yeah. And my mom. I knew my, what was coming. And my mom I... laughing. And I'm <laughs> going, why What's is funny? that? funny. And, and she's. <sighs> You'll I, get there. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that, that part scaring the shit out of it me. It still scares the shit out of you, but you knew, I knew it was coming because of that movie. Gotcha. And so it just, it spoiled that surprise, unfortunately. Ah, oh, I see. 
I love that it, they got John Hurt back to do it. I did too, and a, a low rent Sigourney Weaver. I need to go back and rewatch Spaceballs now. It's been I always just pay attention to him. <laughs> yeah, they have. They don't have all of them, but they have just enough to make it look like the guy telling the joke doesn't look like anybody that's on there. He's supposed but to basically represent. Um, it's not Yafet Koto's character. It's it someone not? else because there's another one who has a bandana on that's uh, not saying anything that looks kind of like Yafet Koto. Okay. So the guy who's talking, not a part of the crew. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of spoiled that surprise. But the other surprise of Ash, uh-huh. and you're seeing the. Just, Why did they uh, use milk? I don't know. It because it was unusual. It's, it works. Is it not reminiscent of cum to you at all? I wasn't thinking about it like that until now. Thanks for now you've ruined especially, all of these movies for especially me. Especially Bishop later. Like <laughs> Yeah. Bukaki, man. Gross. I'm not I can't be the only person that's thought that. No, I'm sure you're not, but I never got <laughs> I never got there. Uh the only other thing I, I wrote down purposefully while watching alien was are we prepared to make any sort of comment on how small and snug ripley's panties are in the final scene so <laughs> as i was watching this i was like you know and i said to jamie at one point i was like you know what i really like about the alien trilogy is they they make no effort sigourney weaver is just a character they don't sexy her up and then oh yeah they do several times at the end of alien when her underwear and yeah. then aliens same basically same underwear Right, and then it's not as yeah. It's it's not as no. It's actually fuck that. It's 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 decently egregious. Why everybody else is wearing big bulky shit? Why it feels like they hold on it a little longer than they needed to for something that's realistic. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining, but I am at the same time. Yes, it's not a different way. It's not necessary. It is not. I I that's one thing I loved about that's honestly over the whole trilogy. That's what doesn't work for me is that they I don't want to say objectify, but. For a moment, they kind of do. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I like about the trilogy overall is that she's just a person. In a couple of ways, she deals with issues that a woman would deal with. Correct. But for the most part, she's just a character. It just happens to be a woman. Right. I, I love that. And they don't hold on it. They don't. It's not a big fucking torch-bearing thing. Well, and I'm sure most that are familiar with the Alien film itself is that all the characters, when they finally finished the final draft that they were all men no that they made them gender neutral in the name that they could cast a man mm. or a woman ripley was originally character. written as a man yeah and they just I, i'm no writer by any means but anything i've ever written that i write a character that's a woman i just i don't know how to write for a woman so i right. just write what i know and i just make the character a woman to me that's the easiest way to do it and you don't like a lot of complaints people have is when that's not realistic when, yeah or, when male writers write for women they write them you know yeah <laughs> somebody a friend of mine wrote one time here's how a man writes a scene with a woman in it chloe woke up the sheet had <laughs> the sheet was partially obscuring her naked breast as the sunlight came in and illuminated her breast then she breasted down the stairs into the <laughs> breast room and breasted her breakfast you know <clears throat> something like that i wish i could remember how she it was fucking hilarious but it's so true yeah come on man yeah so, how old were you when you first saw Alien? I was probably. Well, I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Probably seventeen, eighteen. Okay, and then I was. I was <clears> probably. <throat> I'm gonna guess eighteen or nineteen. It was soon after high school. Um, so either ninety four, maybe ninety five. Um, 
these are definitely not movies my parents would ever have had any inclination to watch. Sure. Um, I'm fairly certain they still have never seen any of the Alien films, which is par for the course. Um, but I was intrigued by the egg that was on the cover of the box at the video store. It was definitely creepy looking. You're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is that? that? <laughs> is there something that doesn't work for you for this movie specifically? Uh, what I put down here is absolutely nothing. I said the film is perfect, but if I'm going to split hairs, the method in the methods in which Ash tries to kill Ripley always came off as peculiar at best. Which, or what? What I'm going to do is roll up this porno mag and then try to cram it down your throat. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? Cram it in her mouth and down her throat. Mm. I think the scene was to come across as pervertedly sexual because he's an android, the and main... that was the only way he was going to penetrate <clears throat> her, I think. Kind of the main thing about, the main theme of this movie is 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 anti-rape. Yeah. And that's kind of what I took that as. And it was but, weird. It was on the nose. But like, fuck, uh, but. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was just an odd method of, don't you know a better ways to Are you try getting to our point? Someone? Let us literally cram it down the main character's throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's not a lot that doesn't work for me. The pacing no. is a bit slow, but it's from the 70s. So um, It's from the 70s, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, man, until that alien shows up. But you're just you're drenched in that atmosphere, you know. Yeah, this set looks cold. Oh, it's just um, it takes its time to fuck with you. Absolutely, yeah. But it's amazing to watch. I wrote down why is their underwear so weird? <laughs> it, it when they get out of the cryo thing, yeah. they all get out. They're like wearing diapers. Yeah, like is it to then, hold hold on to a little bit of the pee? Who is uh, or poop? What is <laughs> what is John Hurt's character? What's his character's name? Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. Rawls? Uh, um, whatever. He's got on like some weird... It's not Rawls. No, British, I gotta look it up. Give me British laced up singlet thing. It's yeah. Very... I like the crew is eclectic. I think that's cool. Yeah, there's there's not a lot that doesn't work. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. Uh, nowadays, like with most things, I think anymore, but uh, if you're at all on the spectrum, that final... 15 to 20 minute sequence of just shrieking sirens and blinking lights and shit. It's Kane, by the way. Kane, yeah. Anybody that's photosensitive, you know, mm. flashing lights and, and noises. Oh, my and God. Shit. Good God, man. Especially, yeah, that last 15 minutes, depending on where she's at. That's, it, that's my favorite sequence, but my favorite scene is a chestburster. It has to be. Uh, the entire sequence where Dallas is going through the air ducts to try and trap the alien and blow it out. Uh, into the space is so damn intense for me. And it's not very long. I always think it's going to be longer. Like he's going to be in there for several minutes, yeah. like 10, like this is like a 10 minute sequence. No, he's, Two? he's gone pretty quickly, Yeah, but just what it leads up to, it's just the increasing beeping on the thermal reader and Dallas sticks his hand into that gelatinous saliva secretion thing. He's like, what is this? And then he begins to panic and wants to get out and it's too late. <laughs> I love that they kind of do the Jaws thing with this. You don't really see, see the alien hardly no. at all. And they don't show you any of the kills. Yeah. It's like you see just a little bit with um, Yafit Kodo's character towards the end. Like there's like a. That's like what. Makes, tech, yeah. yeah. Don't they show one person's head from a reverse angle? <sighs> Maybe. After the ovipositor or the whatever the, the mini mouth falls, shoots through. I don't remember. I think they call. Actually, I think that's considered the alien's tongue. Is the thing that actually pops out, but either way, yeah, yeah. H.R. Geeger's a strange fella. Mm, what'd you say? World War II will mess up a person. 
I, t- I sent you a text that I yeah. did in some horrible German accent. I, they, I watched the so when I finished Alien Three, I hadn't had quite enough yet, so I watched the special features on it again. Right, because I love the special features on that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, they they talked to him for a minute about because he had to do a new design. Probably did a new design for each movie. Well, he but, didn't do one specifically for the second movie. He did it for the first. He was not involved in the production for the second film. He he did one for the third. Okay. Because they, they did a, a redesign. They back. Okay. Yeah. Just watching him talk, you're like, what is in your... Well, we know what's in his head, but like... Penises. What? <laughs> what does his porn look like? I mean, have you... Yeah, because anybody who's looked at his artwork, you can distinctively... You can't... You can't not see alien from his artwork to begin with there's a really informative documentary on him called dark star he's an interesting fellow i don't super care for his work it's not my not my least favorite thing it's just not my style um so yeah my favorite my favorite scene is dallas sequence but the last like the last 15 to 20 minutes there's almost no dialogue when it's just the ripley show yeah when it's just like she can't not stop the thing yeah. from exploding and she's so pissed and she's running around and she's having to stop and pause and then the thing comes up and looks at Jonesy the cat and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's that – that's second to none still. One of my favorite amazing. production stills from this is that – well, it's that picture of Ripley right there. Right. Uh, somebody I, – I paid someone to do in uh, – I believe it's coffee or tea. But she's standing there in her jumpsuit. Oh, with the little flame thing. She's got the flamethrower behind her. She's standing there with her arms folded. I actually have that tattoo on my forearm too. That's That's my favorite – one of my favorite pictures of Ripley. And I think that was a, a set photo, not actually from the film, but they yeah, were doing photos. Yeah, yeah, it was like photos. a production photo. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, but it's the, awesome. The tattoo I have, I've actually, I found a picture online and it's got, you know how like Madonna's back in like Renaissance paintings, mm-hmm. like Virgin Mary, she'd have like a, a red circle or whatever behind her head. That's, Ripley's got that behind her head on oh, her tattoo. Okay. Um, so. Virgin di Nostromo. <laughs> um, so we'll do our final thoughts, I guess, at the end of everything. Yeah. Sum up. Kind of sum up. Um, instead, we talked about. Um, I had the idea while I was watching. Like this movie reminds me of this, and I thought, you know, it would be cool if you did if you programmed a drive-in double feature. Yeah. Um, instead of watching this whole trilogy at, at one maybe go. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, we're doing Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three. What are the three movies that get paired with each one? There, you could go a lot. Okay. Of, you, yeah, I like that. You could go okay. a lot of ways with this, but. Um, well, I guess I, we should probably do each drive-in pairing with, when we're talking about yeah, each movie. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, absolutely. So this you, is Friday night. What did I pair with Alien? Uh-huh. Event Horizon. Oh fuck, that's a good one. I haven't seen Event Horizon since it was released on on video um, back in the late '90s. I watched it around Halloween last year. Uh huh. Um, Thematically, it's still kind of it's, well, it's very similar. It is in Alien the, and Hellraiser had a child, right? It is. It's a great fucking movie. It's just a little late nineties-ified with like okay. really just oh, a little bit. Bad. Yeah, it's um just some production values and stuff are a bit wonky. It was, <sighs> but I I couldn't agree. I with know it. Sam Neill is fucking creepy as shit in it, that too. I can't agree with you more. That's a great. Because the plot, it says the plot about a group of astronauts who were sent out on a rescue mission after a missing ship, the Event Horizon, spontaneously appears outside of Neptune. And so like, I, all right, let's go in. I mentioned yeah. it in my final thoughts. I have Event Horizon written down. You can't, uh, you can't deny the alien yeah. touch on this. That's a great, that's, that's a great pairing. I probably stole one of yours, but I paired Alien with The Thing. Okay. 
because you're trapped somewhere and this thing is fucking with you. It's again, you can't not see some. You may have for you may have stolen mine from another. You can't not see aliens influence on the thing. Oh, yeah. To some some degree. That's yeah, that's that's my that'd be my drive in double feature. (laughs) The 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 last thing I want to mention before we jump to aliens, I sent you. And actually, it came from Brandon, fan of the show, first, was this alien synopsis from a Hong Kong bootleg DVD needs to be in a museum and guarded as a cultural treasure. This is English to Chinese, back to English, Mm -hmm. most likely. Spaceship people get up from sleeping coffin and have eat. Computer woman finds strange noisings on planet and astronauts go to seeing. Astronauts find big elephant man who dead, then find too many egg. Astronaut is possessed by egg demon, and new egg demon is come when eat bad noodle. (laughs) Seven friends and cat all try to find egg demon before spaceship go home, but is hard working. (laughs) Who will life to escaping? Who is Bad Milk Blood Robot? <laughs> that's my favorite part. You said that's a new band name, right? Bad Milk Blood Robot. Scream not working because space make deaf. Actually, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Holy shit. Uh, that's, uh, I love doing that with... Uh, uh, there's one. <laughs> Someone took the lyrics to All Star by Smash Mouth uh-huh. and put it into uh, a translator into ancient Aramaic. And then back to English. You can Google that shit, but <clears throat> the the chorus instead of "Hey, now you're an all star," it is "Behold, you are entirely the star child." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Google it, man! It's hilarious. Oh god, uh, let's do. We should do magic wands for everything at the end too. Yeah, I kind of linked my magic wand and recasting kind of together, so we'll discuss that after we talk about the other two. Both of mine are funny. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about aliens. You're going out there to destroy them. That's the plan. All right, I'm in. The first time she survived the most terrifying creature in the universe, she thought the nightmare was over. Something under the floor. It hadn't even begun. Come straight for That's inside the room. Sigourney Weaver. Aliens. The new movie. This time, it's war rated R. Who is that guy? Just trailer guy. Just trailer. TV TV trailer guy. Not Percy Rodriguez. I'm Tim Trailer. Who you did notice did the uh, teaser trailer. (laughs) The warning. Yeah. (laughs) The crew of the Nostromo. Yeah. What you drinking? Narragansett. Mm. Same These are the good hours. The time for Gansett. Narragansett lager beer. Yeah, the official unofficial beer of six pack double, double feature. Uh, I was probably ten. First time I saw Aliens. That's a that's kind of a good age. It was, yeah, it was straight up on a uh, like maybe ten to twelve. Like I re- <laughs> there's something I read this guy who uh, he heads up uh, RogerEbert.com as one of the editors, and he had introduced his son, he his son had like a sleepover of like five or six friends, and they had all seen. 
a million and a half different like superhero action movies, and he decided to, hey, what do we just do about aliens? So he made them put them all put all their phones away, nice, um, and just watch aliens. And all of them had had kind of seen or knew what it was, but hadn't seen aliens. And he's like, it was a big hit with sure. all of them. <clears throat> now I don't know how well I would have done at ten. <laughs> it didn't, and he got kind of lambasted over. Uh, like some of the readers were like, I can't believe you would show a ten year old an R rated movie, and I'm like, there's a, there's guidelines, and people I people like I you knew. are why R rated movies are fucking hard to make. Now, um, shut the fuck up. I man. said it's a guidance. Number one, number two, it's my son, and number three, I had a good knowledge of all of the children that were there. <laughs> Let it go. I would not have shown it if I had if any of the parents would have had a problem with. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it was just I, it was on. Uh, uh, network television. It was a Fox forty five like app. Okay, so movie. they've taken out the language. They've yeah. They've toned down some of the violence. It's just suspenseful and actiony still. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I mean, I prefer the theatrical. Or I, I, I did not watch any of the director's cuts. We should, probably should have said that at the top. That I, I watched the. I watch. I, I tend to watch the theatrical more than I watch the. The director's uh, cut that came out about four years later. The 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 additional twenty so minutes are good. It's just it's just it deepens Ripley's character. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and the director's cut. Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Have you never seen the direct? If you have, you can't remember. Yeah, probably not. I th- I think the reason why Aliens works so well as a sequel is that it carries just the right amount of respect for the original while filling in some of the gaps. In a way, it picks up right where the first one left yeah. off, only Even 57 though seven years, years later. But yeah. she's laying there in the cryotube with her hand in the exact same spot where it was at the end of the first one. Right. That was a nice little touch mm-hmm. that you wouldn't notice unless you've seen them a zillion times or you did what I did and watched those two back to back. There's humor where there was not really a lot of humor in the first one. No. You, the, the, the only bit of humor you got was with Parker and, and whatever his name is, Harry Dean Stanton and Yavik Koto's characters, yeah. and them being the guys that worked on the back end scum, of... Scum, right. Lower, not um, lower class, but no. treated... But there were definitely on the low end of the totem pole in, yeah. in regards to who said what and what went on in that ship. Um, so are we to believe that the Space Marines now exist... Because they said another bug hunt. So, do they know about xenomorphs? I don't know if they know about xenomorphs, but apparently they've dealt with other alien type c- creatures. Okay, that would be a fun like prequel to Aliens is Space Marines movie. Hell, even that. Yeah, you know what? I'm surprised they haven't really done. I'm sure they have. I'm sure. Would, I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of lore either in video games or something else that sure. involves the Space Marines that doesn't involve. The Xenomorph. Ripley's story, yeah. yeah. I would I would watch that. That that could be a fun, like, one-off 10-episode show. Mm, something yeah. Like that. I would get Favreau on that shit. Because <laughs> outside of the three core yeah. movies, anything with Xenomorphs in it. After well, that? Mm. Alien Resurrection can be tolerated, but everything else, even including Alien Resurrection, is just... I can tolerate others more than I can they sometimes said everything tolerate they needed to say. They said everything they needed to say with these three movies, I think. Yeah. But, but we'll get to 20th that. 20th Century Fox said, but we want more money. <laughs> I wrote down uh, Chekhov's power loader. <laughs> <laughs> She's been demoted down to where all she can drive or fly is the loader. She 
Because she ejected the load, right? Yeah, well, because she blew up the load. That's right, yeah. They don't know anything other than all we know is everyone else is dead except you and a cat, and you've came back, and we've we demoted lost. you down to you've forklift. lost forklift yeah. driver. <laughs> you can be a forklift driver. You can't even drive a space truck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I think what works with this one is that while Bill Paxton's character can be kind of annoying – I think that he plays the – he acts as the audience's yep. surrogate or whatever. He like, he says what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. He's the – Out loud. Smart, I don't want to say the smartest guy in the room, let's, but – Let's just bug out and call it even. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's the, what do they say? Uh, get back to orbit and nuke him from space or something yeah. like that? Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they're like when she's on trial. They're basically asking her to recount some shit that happened sixty years ago. Although for her, depending on how you would think, you would. I mean, I guess you would have you would retain memories. I don't know. Well, the fact that she slept for fifty-seven years, but she doesn't feel like she's probably slept for fifty-seven years. Could you imagine waking up thinking that it's only been ten months or whatever, right, or right. in six weeks, someone will hopefully pick me up fifty-seven years later? Also. <laughs> As an actor, it's got to be weird. Be like, okay, I did Alien, and I'm Sigourney Weaver, and I've got a full-on fucking career. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm a star now. Yeah. I mean, this was her first film. That's the Ali- weird thing. Alien. Alien, was, yeah. yeah. And then somebody comes up to you, and you're like, hey, we're making a sequel to that thing you did, the first thing you did. you got to be like, all right, let me s- – I mean, obviously. I'll cover a little bit of that in, in trivia okay, when we get down to the up. end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then six years after that, like, hey, we're doing it one more time. I think the biggest character development that you miss from Cameron's special edition is where it cuts out backstory on Ripley and why she latches onto Newt. Because before Ripley decides to ship out with the Marines, you find out that she had a daughter who died at the age of 66, which was two years ago. So she died like two years after she showed back up. Ripley does. So she's lost her daughter, and so apparently Ripley whispers that she promised her daughter she would be back before her 11th birthday, before going off on the Nostromo. So there's that, and she lost her daughter's entire life. Life. You don't know that she necessarily lost a child, but you can see in the scenes with her and Newton Hicks, you can see there's a a longing yes, for absolutely. Oh God, this feels nice. I've got kind of a little nuclear Somewhere family, family here. here. Yeah, it's and I like how Hicks kind of. Sees it and and respects it and is there for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the only other thing I was specifically writing down. Lisa ended up watching Aliens, most of Aliens with me. Uh, she wasn't up yet when I was watching Alien. <laughs> it was just like I said, it was an all day event. Morning was Alien. Mid afternoon was Aliens, and then uh, that night was Alien Three. And she started that, and she was like, "All right, I'm I'm going to go take a bath. I'm, I'm done with this." <laughs> she wouldn't have had a problem sitting there watching it. She just didn't care but when watching aliens lisa sees bishop goes down into the conduit where it's like look why don't you go you know <laughs> when uh hudson was just like yeah you go you go down there and and go and and fire up the remote control basically to bring the other ship back down here to get us the fuck off this planet and so when she sees bishop go down to the conduit in her best uh in her best morgan freeman impersonation she says <laughs> oh bishop <laughs> In which I wanted to follow up with her, Bishop crawled to freedom through 180 meters of alien shit-smelling foulness I can't even imagine. 
180 meters. That's the length of almost two football pitches. <laughs> of course, I, I had to think of that later. <laughs> what if you did an 80s, like, <clears throat> super cheesy sitcom uh, with Ripley, Newt, and Hicks? And they're just a like, spin off with Hudson and Bishop. <laughs> no, no, you, no, just, I know. you do I a cheesy, like, full house style sitcom. Oh, my sitcom. God. <laughs> Where they deal with like normal problems, and they have like a pet xenomorph. Because <laughs> they did that shit in the eighties. Like there was it a rambo. It was would a kill like it would kill like a neighbor every episode. They'd have to cover <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That because they did that shit in the eighties. Well, they did it with the fucking the toys from the first movie. Alien was an R rated movie. Yeah. Oh, but but let's sell let's sell some toys though. And I don't hate it. Like yeah, but it's weird. The it's, marketing when you is look like at it no now, no it's R. But we still got to sell some toys. Rambo had a fucking cartoon and toy line in the 80s. Fucking RoboCop. Yeah. like All of the movies that are ultra-violent that you know kids wa- probably want to see, but their parents don't necessarily want them to see. Ain't that America? Yeah. Um, I just I just thought of that while we were sitting here talking. A stupid 80s sitcom with like a pet xenomorph. Oh, Zeno. Zeno's killed a neighbor again. <laughs> no, did you not put Zeno on his chain wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um is there something that doesn't work for you for uh, aliens um i've never shied away from proclaiming that this to be my favorite a- alien movie sure. i like aliens is my favorite regardless i think that it, it's cameron's writing and directing that's really firing on all cylinders however if i'm being nitpicky um, I think some of the rear screen projection shots stand out upon repeat viewings. They they stand out, but that's that's it doesn't that it doesn't bother me. But that's where Cameron but started with that kind of shit. Yeah, when and, he was working for Corman. Yeah, yeah, he came from. Yeah, that's what one of the interesting things when watching like the documentary about making aliens is like all the special effects guy they they. They had to deal with Cameron, who was a hard ass because he came from where they yeah. were. The miniatures so it's like, are, we know, but the miniatures, miniatures are fucking amazing in this. Top shelf. I mean, you notice they're miniatures, but and you also notice the rear screen projection. I noticed that yeah, too. Yeah. But I don't. There's mind. like one or two that specifically stand out, and one is that the first ship that crashes. Yeah, I don't mind because but it's, I don't mind. It's in camera still, mm-hmm. and if they'd done a digital effect back then, it would look like shit now. Absolutely. This just, it just looks. This looks like a. Thirty-seven-year-old movie. Yeah, that's fucking fine. That's that's okay. For there's me. not a lot that, like I said, I'm being nitpicky. It's just I say, like, oh, okay. There's not a lot that doesn't work for me either. The practical special effects works really good. There's not this. a lot. There's not a lot that doesn't work for me either. But it's I guess it's over the whole trilogy. No one ever fucking believes Ripley. No one ever. Yeah, that is fucking annoying. That is something. I don't know if she had input on it or if it's just the way it is, but that is something a, a woman would have to deal with. Like, well, yeah. Jamie the only time it. that they believe her is like when it's Hicks. standing in the fucking. Well, room. even before that happens, there's trust that Hicks gives her. Sure, you know, but yeah, it's just I, I don't necessarily know that it's because Ripley's a woman in this that they're not. They never listen to her. Not this movie specifically, but any movie, right? Or if it's just she's the, the scientist character that's trying to tell them that the sky is falling, and they don't believe him until the sky starts falling. I mean, but, th- there's a little bit of legitimacy in the film series because th- number one, they're all company men, yeah, and they don't know anything more than either what their system is telling them, whatever mother is telling them, or, or whatever, and. She blew up the ship. Right. We have no proof. Oh, and by the way, we sent some colonists down there, and we haven't heard anything bad. 
And then, you know, cut to three minutes later. By the way, we've lost communication with the colonists. <laughs> you want to go back out there? Oh, I don't know about that. But then I love her determination to fuck this. I'm tired of these nightmares. Let's let's go and get rid of whatever is there potentially. The only other thing that I find that, that bothers me a little bit, but at the same time I don't care, is while I love James Horner's score – Mm-hmm. With repeat viewings, you start to notice how much he he often recycles some of his own work, his motifs and things like that. And even Lisa noticed it, that there was a certain scene that sounded just like another piece of music that she referenced to Star Trek, uh, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, She's cool. like, this is just like when – whatever. And I'm like, uh, that's because Horner also scored that that movie as well. She's like, oh. And I said, yeah. I love his work, but at the same time, he also – Leans hard into the same style, depending on the scene. Uh, what's your favorite line or scene? Um, for me, it's really hard to pick just one. But when Ripley goes down into the hive to rescue Newt through encountering the Queen, and then back up, is just so superbly and intensely edited that leads right to this. <laughs> Away from her, you bitch! Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Every time I watch it, chills when she's just defending yeah. Newt. Like, because well, she knows what these fucking things are and what they're capable of, and she spent the last three hours of our <laughs> yeah. life running from it, and now she's like, she's like "Fuck you, no, I'm fighting. Fuck, fuck you." I mean, I picked it for fight scenes yeah. way back when. <laughs> that's true. You did, didn't you? That's great. Um, it's- yeah, it's mm, it's just there's a lot of cool scenes in this, um, but yeah, that's this is the movie that's this of the three. This is the film that's the most quotable, specifically Hudson more than anything else. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> With his voice breaking and everything is just perfect. And a lot of the lines that that he drops that are usually more humorous were not actually written by Cameron. That he just improvised and I, went with it and it worked. I don't remember if Jamie was watching this with me or if she walked through the room, but uh, when he's uh, <clears throat> Hicks is um, God damn it. Hicks or Hudson? Hudson is, it's the, it first came out of cryo. You've been, <laughs> ever been mistaken for, for a man? man? Have no, you? have you? Yeah. That was the only other one I almost wrote down. Yeah. Jamie laughed. No, like she have walk, you? <laughs> she, walk, she walked through and laughed. It's just the perfect comeback insult without you realize, oh shit, that's great. <laughs> and then I was like, oh hey, John Connor's stepmom. <laughs> they, um, <clears throat> friend of the show, Jeff Cullum told me, um, if you look, I can't remember where it is, it's in some like incidental shit on the screen. Mm-hmm. Might even be at the beginning of Alien Three. I can't remember, but um, Rodriguez is uh, trans. Really? Okay. It, it, somewhere it says like in, originally was a man. That's interesting. Transitioned into that. a woman. Yeah. I mean, you. How the fuck would you even know? You know, you'd have to. Switch. No, she was just a ripped woman. Is all I ever thought of. Yeah. Um, I thought that was gender nice. has nothing to do with it. With yeah. specifically, she just was a bad. You just badass. I love badass. the fucking uh, steady cam gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> was that a steady cam? Yeah, it was. Put a gun yeah, yeah. Nice. It was. I wondered. Yeah, they they finagled, and there was also one or two like some like motorcycle parts and a handle. 
also okay. that was attached to the whole thing. This movie never stops, dude. No. Like, it takes 45 minutes to an hour to get to the planet, but once those aliens show up, like, once they find where they are and they're getting down there, you're like, oh, my God, and they're just going down into the crevasses of the cocoon, and you're like... And then it just does not let up till the but end. But even the beginning, it's like... Yeah. It still moves. The story is fast. Yes. Yeah. It's... Like, you don't get aliens, but when you get them, then you get them for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, one night only, what's your driving double feature pairing? I hate, I, I hate the fact that I wrote this down, not initially thinking about how they've combined the two franchises. My double feature pairing was Predator. That's not bad. No, absolutely. The problem was is I wasn't thinking at the time that I did it because I usually don't think about Alien versus Predator because I don't care. Because that movie was fucking poop. The two movies are poop. Um, but <laughs> I put down Predator because, the, in my opinion, those are some of the best two action movies out of the 80s. Um, the only better one after that is One Year Later and Die Hard, but that doesn't really pair as well. <laughs> no. Um, James Cameron is your sequel fucking guy. So I went with uh, Aliens and Terminator 2. <clears throat> okay. That sequel would, and sequel. Yeah, because that's a good pairing too. Because Alien was a low key sensory overload with Cameron space horror movie, and Terminator was a low key sci fi noir movie with a lot of horror elements to it. Sure, sure. And then, he just didn't. That's right. He called it tech noir. He didn't want to. It's not horror. And it, then kind of Cameron took Terminator Two and fucking nailed it out. Of, split the yeah, atom with it. You know, hit it out of the park. <clears throat> it, it, yeah exponential and it did the same thing with aliens yeah so to me tonally and you know style wise as well those two movies pair for me yeah aliens and terminator 2 yeah Stoppable! but we're gonna stop them anyway send in the marines we're the space marines drake ripley a bone bishop and i'm hicks armed with the latest high-tech heavy metal look out hicks the queen's gonna crown you my buck rocker's on a roll problem? Send in the Marines! Aliens! Send in the Marines! Space Marines! Aliens! Well, you can get into Alien 3 if you want, unless you got more. Fuck yeah. Here, in a world where the sun burns cold, and the wind blows colder, a visitor has come. not by herself it started come on the suspense is back we have no weapons of any kind the fear is back and most of all the bitch is back Alien 3. I don't know how many times I've seen that trailer. It A was, lot. It was that... All the fucking... I won't say feels, but I definitely remember <clears throat> many... Uh, the bitch is back. Dynamite drop-in. Uh, <laughs> I definitely remember 
countless Friday or Saturday nights watching movies, printed movies. Remember, you had to fast forward to the trailers. So that trailer was on something I watched on repeat because that I can see that trailer in my head. I think the it's the most iconic image from the movie is when he says that the bitch is back and the xenomorph is right up on her face. There's a fun bit of trivia about that. Yeah, we'll talk about later. Um, So is this alien to the third power or is it just alien three? There were supposed there were supposed to be three. Was there xenomorphs? Yeah. So that's why it's cubed. <laughs> never happened. It never happened. I'm like, is it is it cubed because she's carrying a queen, and so it could give mo- life to more aliens? Maybe probably more thought know. than they put into it. <laughs> However, it does seem appropriate that we're talking about this movie on its 30th anniversary today. The day it came out. I don't think today's the day, but it's the year. Yeah. So I it's 30 years day. old. I think it came out in. I don't know. I think it was a summer release. I don't know the exact date. It was, yeah, it was a summer. I was probably 12 or 13 when I saw this. Um, I had a friend that was – he was probably into aliens because I know he talked He talked about xenomorphs a lot. Right. Um, and <clears throat> I remember him – I'm pretty sure he rented this one night when I stayed over and we watched it. I don't have too many memories of it, but I remember – you're going like, well, why is she bald? And him saying like, well, there's lice on the planet. He'd already seen it. Yeah. So there's lice on the planet. Which what are lights? Don't appear in the theatrical. No, but you see them in the. You sure as fuck see a lot. Although of them. they weren't lice, I think they were something else. But they were supposed to be lice when you see it. Yeah. 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 I mean, they say it's lice in the movie. Yeah, but correct. They're... But you never see it in the theatrical release. No. They was. It's just mentioned. Um, lice issue. I wasn't really a fan of movies like this, then, so I didn't. I did not like it the first time I saw it. I'm not. Sh- My reaction was, "Damn, that's a downer." I didn't dislike it, but it's just you know. Again, I was probably 18 or 19. It may have been a few weeks after I'd seen Aliens. I don't think I rented all three on the same weekend. But same thing. Six years had passed, and a lot of shit had happened in society, and just. It's a, again a product of its time, and it's it's its own. It is a product of its time. I mean, you could you could make this a standalone movie by just taking out a couple of things, and it doesn't have to be and an it alien just movie. Is, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's an alien movie, just not of a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. This this was a renter, just like the other ones for me. Um, and it was definitely a few years before there was even the idea that hey, by the way, we're gonna make a fourth one called alien resurrection which i did see in the theater and i've have seen prometheus and i have seen alien covenant i've never saw any of the alien versus predator ones in the theater saw the f- i've never yeah i think i've seen the first avp i saw the first one on the first alien versus predator and i had no desire uh, we'll get into that later. yeah <laughs> okay um, um i think it's over the years it's kind of like a lot of i almost say it's a cult movie it is kind of a cult movie, though. It, but it really is. It's gotten it's gotten some more recognition and love as the years have gone by. And it's I don't want to say I won't say it was ahead of its time because it wasn't. No, but I mean the initially the producers knew, like they took these guys, these directors that were very visionary and have had prolific careers. Yeah. This was number three, and this is no different. No, not Yet at all. Yet the studio fucked with him big time compared mm-hmm. to the other two. Um, yeah. But what I noticed more than anything else when I first watched this is, you know, when you watch the 20th Century Fox fanfare, you know for <laughs> a fact. We played at the beginning. Like, 
you know when you see that and you hear it normally, you're like fucking Star Wars. Yep. And then you get to Alien 3 and you hear that pitch drop. Yeah. I love it so much. I so forgot about it same. until it just started, and then I pointed right at Lisa and I said, "Watch, this is not going to be the same." <laughs> and even the first two don't even do like the full fanfare; they only just do very little, if I remember correctly. I don't even <laughs> think they do the whole bit. And then when you go, like, "Oh, it's the full fanfare," and then it just goes, you're like, "Oh shit!" I going to. <laughs> Going back and watching it, but I, I guess love it. I guess maybe the times obviously the times were different, but I don't see what all the bullshit was about. Like what if you're going to make a third one? What do you what do you what do you do? You is she going to go home and plant a fucking garden? That's what Donald. That's what <laughs> Donald Belisario said about the end of Quantum Leap. People right. were pissed about how Quantum Leap ended. He was like, "What do you want Sam to do? Go home and fucking plant a garden?" <laughs> that's what I like. He just about, has to move on. It's a it's a it's a great independent different movie in this in the series has a different tone like all the others they have a different tone but similar enough and if you're going to end a trilogy there's a, how do you how do you fucking end something you kill the fucking protagonist life yeah. isn't always fucking beer and, and it's her kids. choice and it yeah it's her choice um so one of the things that i had I marked that a, i'd never abortion thought abortion by lava right what um one of the things that I never really thought about it until watching it again, because when when I sat down and watched this, I probably hadn't watched this movie in like ten years. Like I bought the Blu-ray anthology, and I'd rarely ever visit Resurrection. I'll go back and forth on the first two, and the third one I just hadn't watched in a while. And when watching this one, I'm like an alien. The Nostromo was hauling twenty million tons of mineral ore. This is a planet called called Fury One Sixty One. Do you think this would have been the final destination of that 20 million tons of ore? Because they refine mineral ore there. And then I also start thinking, did this planet and the refinery shut down because they didn't get the ore? <laughs> it's an interesting thought. That would like, be a nice little that would be a nice little layer to add. Because the only crew that's there is the 25 or so inmates that chose to stay after they stopped refining yeah like all they're meant to do is just go down and clean shit and then come back and eat cornbread or or whatever the fuck they're eating there's so much to how they got to where they got did you you watch any of the special features for this i chose not to okay because of the stuff that you would most likely bring up in trivia i wanted to wait again with this one no one ever fucking believes ripley yeah (laughs) i mean like there's like one and it, it takes a while before um Charles Dance's character can uh, pull it. Dr. Sweet Brother Noomsie? Yeah. Can pull it out of her. Like, it takes a little time before. It's like, why do you want, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And he's very understanding and still allows her to do her thing. Yeah. And is patient enough to wait. And so that's what sucks so much when watching this every time is when he's finally ready to say why he was there and why he chose to stay and there's that real human, like he was already human, but there's that real human quality of just laying everything out on the table. Do you still trust me? Yeah. And she sticks her arm out like, I still trust you, man. Takes the cocktail and then fucking gets killed. 
Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. He, she finally identifies with one other character, makes that connection. I also felt happy that at least she got laid in this one. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, like, are you attracted to me? <laughs> you know, in what way? <laughs> the usual way? Is that what she says? Something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the next scene is they're just in bed, and then she sees the tattoo on him and kind of asks him they, some questions. But, yeah. They actually filmed a, a sex scene, and they just they didn't use it. I think. The way they implied it was way Yeah, better. just being bad. I don't, it's was already it, happened. Was that in the... the yeah, there were... Was the sex scene in the work print? No. Okay. No. Yeah, that's good. Not, it was not. Not needed. It's, you know, we're, people that are watching alien movies, you know... I'm not looking for sex. No, but it's I'm also like... aliens. We're, I'm not saying we're all fucking highfalutin smart people, but right. we get it. Like, <clears throat> they're just laying in bed because it's cold and they're keeping warm. Come on. Come on. We can put two and two together. We don't need to see it. By the way, I can't get enough of Charles S. Dutton. I want to I see him. him. I want to see him in more stuff, dude. He's so good. Did you ever watch his sitcom Rock? Rock? Fuck yeah, I watched Rock. It's been a forever since I did. It probably is a little goofy 90s now. It was a Fox show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fucking... It, it was... It it did the thing where it was... It had one foot in like trying to say some shit. Yeah. Um, and then also funny. But yeah, I fucking he is an intense fucking actor. Yeah. Um it kind of felt like they were doing like the black version of Married with Children in some way. But I know it was so it was, long. It was way remember. more it was way, way more more than that, I thought so. Yeah. They they were trying to make social Yeah, commentary. every time I see him in this I'm like, Why haven't I seen him in more things? I don't I don't, I don't know. know. He's so good, man. Like he's probably my favorite character in it, outside of Ripley. Is he's I just he's intense, man. Uh, I know the doctor's pretty cool too, but uh, yes, Charles Dance is is pretty cool. He plays a great bad guy as well in other movies, not necessarily the Golden Child, but <laughs> regardless. What I like about this is people always wanted. I think part of the reason it got so much shit was people always want a sci-fi movie to you kill the bad guy and then you fly off to Endor and you have the fireworks party. Same with horror; you kill the ghost and there's a final girl. You know, yeah, this bucks both traditions of those two genres. It's a down ending for a sci fi movie, and your final girl goes into the vat of actually, it's, I think it's an afterburner, right? Something I said lava earlier, but it's not, it's I think it is an afterburner because that's where they dispose of the two. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty a cool scene, too. That funeral scene, and they cross cut it between that and the yeah, and the, the xenomorph being born. Xenomorph being I, born. I, I like how the have you seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It's been a little while, but yes, I have. The 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 head guy there, the big fat dude with the glasses, he reminds me of the fucking Vogons so much because he's just gross and dirty, but he's also like bureaucratic and British. Um, I mean, he's low class, but I like how he just gives like a kind of a clinical fucking eulogy, and yes. then uh, Charles and then- S. Dutton's character is like, "Stand back, bitch." Allow yeah. me to eulogize Here, your I'll friends. I'll eulogize, but don't come and thank me for it because I'm a murderer and rapist, just like everyone else here. Lady, you don't want to know me. I'm a murderer and rapist of women. women. <laughs> he had to say women. I ain't gay. Of <laughs> women. I ain't gay. <laughs> like, her character regresses a touch, but then at, at the same time, it's like, I got to end this. And in order to end this, I have to end me at the same time. Yeah, I'm I mean, not going to survive it anyway. Everything that she knows, they never survive it. So why not? Go out on your own terms. Yeah. Um, but I watched Alien on Sunday night. 
and then I watched – or excuse me. I watched all of them on Sunday. I watched Alien 3 on Sunday night and then I think on Tuesday or Wednesday I watched Alien 3, the uh, work the work print cut or yep. working print cut. It's about 30 minutes longer. We kind of discussed a little bit of this earlier uh, on this episode. But it is significantly better than just the theatrical version. I think it just – it expands the opening. You get – you understand the vastness of the planet that they're on yeah. because you actually see part of it and you see the shit that goes down when her escape pod or the EEV <laughs> like actually drops in there. Um, it expands on the supporting characters. Um, it lets some of the scenes breathe and the characters develop a little bit more. Um, I think it's just a richer version than the theatrical release. Sure. Uh, the 30 or so minutes I remember watching last night, I remember thinking like, wow, okay, I, I like the theatrical, um, but this just adds some like extra connective tissue that's like, It okay, does. It's like there's necess- shit that was, you didn't realize it was missing. It's not necessarily needed, but it's like, this doesn't, it's not too much info. This doesn't No, hurt. it isn't. This is, this is, I like this. Yeah. It works, it works better. It doesn't, it doesn't make the theatrical version worse it just makes it better better yeah. um and anybody who has both and hasn't watched the work print 2003 cut yeah. is doing themselves a disservice by I not watching that. it yeah like does the xenomorph come from the oxen it the- does come from the ox so the dog is out and the dog one. is completely out on okay. this one i think the dog was a way to limit everything that they were cutting is they put that – I'm going to guess that reshoot in in order to shorten the version that I'm, okay. I'm assuming Fincher had envisioned with the original script. Okay. Um, yes. Is there something that doesn't work for you? So are you aware of the last 15 seconds of the end credits of Aliens? Uh, with the uh, – you can hear the Xenomorph running. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's – well, let, yeah. Let's – play it because you can kind of hear it we'll just have to crank it up and it's a, that's it's a face hugger that's yeah. a face hugger and not a xenomorph xenomorph but and that's is. supposed to be in the cryo <sighs> it's at the end of alien correct the first it one. is the end of aliens Oh, aliens. The second one. Oh, okay okay that's the only implication that we're to assume that an alien egg or at least one or two eggs got on board of the Sulaco or whatever the ship is. But that's also a bit of my nitpick because outside of that, we're just to assume the sound of a crawling facehugger. There's no logical explanation for how an alien egg just appears there in that ship. Sure. We have to jump to that a conclusion. Yeah. I get it, and I don't shit on it. But again, number one, that's me nitpicking. It's like, really? Like, rather than something else, like, how can we... Well, it is an alien. Maybe she laid some eggs. I'm like, she's got to have that giant, gross scrotum sack thing. <laughs> you know, just that dropping was, down. Yeah. yeah so that's your gross. nitpick about Alien 3 or Aliens? That's my, that's my nitpick about Alien 3, it, number one, is that it's a bit of a leap. How they get her. How they get another okay. alien into the third movie. How I fucking knock myself out on the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
I have two other little nitpicks. Number one, or number two, uh, the film completely wipes its hands clean of any additional characters and just dropping Ripley in there again. There's no Hicks. Well, kill him instantly. Kill it! He was, and we'll he kill was, Newt. He was pissed about that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And then the third, which I think in many ways is the most glaringly obvious, is, boy, the CGI rendered Xenomorph just doesn't compare to practical no. effects, does it? And probably cost four times as much. Yeah. And we've talked and, about the... It may have looked amazing in 92. It got an Academy Award nomination for Best Visuals. I watch it now. I'm like, good God, that stands out like a sore thumb. Like, in fact... I don't know if it's just because of the pacing and how they stretched out the scenes specifically, but it felt like there was less CGI in the working print than mm. there was in the theatrical. But that just may have been that a reduction of scenes. Probably to rush it. Yeah. The the studio fuckery is what – we've talked about it. Kind of kills this movie. They, I mean, almost from day one, they did not let Fincher – they tied his hands. Look, there are a couple of things that I kind of want to – Read from a like some excerpts from a, an article, but we'll get there when we talk about he, Alien Three. I mean, um, almost from day one, they tri- uh, trivia. Sorry, almost from day one, they would not let him do his thing, and it's it's covered extensively in the in the in the making in the documentary. Thing. Yeah, the main thing I don't like about this is the once per movie reminder that Sigourney Weaver is in fact a sexy human being. <laughs> they have to uh, have her naked or have her in. She was almost a little more obviously ex- not exposed, but you could tell that she was naked. Specifically, when do you should I just go out like this? <laughs> sure. Well, um, again, like I'm not complaining, but I, I don't. I'm not it's, watching these movies for TNA. You don't need to sexualize it. It and, doesn't. It almost feels a little wedged like, in. Just a little wedged in. Yeah. I mean, maybe she got a little more money for doing it in the in her altogether, whatever. Um, she that was the the uh, the the scene where she's in the infirmary not yes. when she's bald but when she's first brought in <laughs> she said um my first day on the scene was uh I'm laying naked on an operating table and David Fincher is covering me with lice I have to trust this man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's mm. also I wrote down <clears throat> the way aliens is a very like american movie Feels very American, like not patriotic necessarily, right, but like. But it's gung ho, gung ho, gun toting, a lot of violence. Alien Three is a very British feeling movie. Yes, it was filmed in England, but it was until they said, "Nope, got to come back home." Yeah, you spent all of our money. Um, Let's this, finish up reshoots. I mean, like in this, the states, everything about it feels very. Almost every outside of like Charles S. Dutton and Sigourney Weaver, no one else, I believe, as a prisoner seems to be American either. I think the only other character yeah. that's American is the character who's got the teardrop tattoo. That he's American as well, and they expand a touch more on what he contributes to in the work print. Cut. Oh, cool. That scene actually, was that scene's always hard to watch. That one is always hard to watch, but you he kind of redeems himself because he becomes the bait when they first trap the xenomorph. Yeah. Because they actually trap the xenomorph in the work print cut. Oh, cool. But then they realize Waylon Yutani's coming. And if we just trap it, they're going to figure out a way to get it and to clone it, do whatever they can with it. So then it ends up having to be released. But, right. but that character specifically sacrifices himself by becoming the bait in order for the xenomorph to get trapped the first time. What's your favorite line or scene? In I this? have a line, and then I have a, a favorite scene. 
Um, the line is as Ripley goes, do we have the capacity to make fire? Most humans have enjoyed that privilege since the Stone Age. That's a good one. Where Aaron, or also known as 85, says, no need to be sarcastic. Because <laughs> there's no fucking weapons at all anywhere on this planet. Got that axe. He's got a fucking fire axe. Yeah, he's got a fire axe. And then they got fire. <laughs> if I want the same thing as you, I want to see it dead. I hate the fucker. They killed my mates too. Why the fuck can't we wait for the company and have some guns on our side? Why, why do you have to go on some fucking suicide run? Right. Because they won't kill it. They might kill you just for having seen it, but they're not going to kill it. That is crazy. That is horseshit. They will not kill us. When they first heard about this thing, it was crew expendable. The next time they sent in Marines, they were expendable too. What makes you think they're going to care about a bunch of lifers who found God at the ass end of space? You really think they're going to let you interfere with their plans for this thing? They think we're... we're crud. And they don't give a fuck about one friend of yours that's, that's died. Not one. Have you got some sort of plan? This is a lead works, isn't it? All we gotta do is lure the fucking beast into the mold. Drown it in hot lead. All right. So how do we do that? Yeah. What are we gonna use for bait? gonna die. The only question is when. This is as good a place as any to take your first steps to heaven. The only question is how you check out. Do you want it on your feet? Or on your fucking knees? Begging. I ain't much for begging. Nobody ever gave me nothing. Thought you had something to come in on there. I didn't. Wow. <laughs> We've been doing this for five years. That's my favorite. That's my fa- <laughs> We're still not prepared. Uh, no, that's my favorite. My, my other favorite line was when she, I love Dutton's performance in that. I say, fuck it. <laughs> but when she goes, well, you think they're going to give a shit about a bunch of lifers <laughs> who found God at the ass end of space? I love that line. I love that line. <laughs> Can you really be mad at the xenomorph? It has no higher reasoning. It's just doing what it was, what it's just evolved to do. Like, right? They're not the villain. Waylon Yutani is the villain. Waylon Yutani is the villain. <clears throat> um, I mean, the xenomorph is your. Come on, it's the monster. It is the monster. It's you or it, but but some people looked. I think there was one fan theory that I pushed aside because I'm like, well, that's dumb. Like, what is it? Well, it's the fact that the xenomorph is the protagonist. I'm like. Mm. That's dumb. I don't know if I would go that far. You don't hate sharks because they eat people sometimes. Yeah, but They're just doing what they don't have higher reasoning. They don't, you know, I, it would be a fun thing to do a uh, an alien movie 
from the xenomorph's perspective, assuming there's anything in their head other than just fucking noise and chaos. But I often wonder, like, with this one, uh, my favorite scene is the the whole sequence where they they trap it at the end. Love the camera work. Yeah, from that's the, fucking rad. I yeah. love that. And in um, fact, in some ways, it's weird. I don't know why, but it seems to look a little bit better when you watch the working print version. Okay. It feels like there's a weird lens filter. It's really... With this one, my my favorite scene is this. It's the whole sequence of them trapping because it happens quick. She's a, this, this is like the last like the last twenty twenty five minutes at the most. Well, no, no, no. I mean, this is like the last three or four days of Ripley's life. Maybe last yeah, couple weeks week. of her life. I think it's like a full week between them sending out information and corporates coming to do a rescue. Yeah, it's like a week if that. But they decide like at least in the version I watch, they decide like, all right, we're gonna fucking kill it. That scene that you did, and then. The movie is her. It's done in two hours of movie, yeah. of movie time. There's a bit of a fuck up with the detonator or whatever Something, falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that whole where it's um, cut against the company arriving with all of their compliment of like they they've had 57 years to figure out what this fucking thing is. Kind of a bit because they've got those two. I want to know what the fuck is up with those two um, heavily armored fucking Asians. No, that no. guy's a doctor. Oh, Two, okay. they look like the fucking um, god damn it, the characters from Fallout almost. Oh. They got the big super suits on. Like, okay. is that shit acid proof? Like, what you know? Yeah, like but, they know. Like, do they know enough? They yeah. have to. The the whole that being cut against them, like it's a race against time kind of thing. The company is landing, coming in, and they're going into where. Ripley and the Xenomorph are, and then they're trying to get the Xenomorph to fucking get it debated into the the lead works, and then they do, and then you know you, you got to get you with one more cheap scare when it jumps out, mm-hmm. and then you got to oh shit you got to think on your feet okay roll an acrobatics check you got to jump for a chain and pull the water on it yeah that was a great death because it's well and it's also they do a great job of um, foreshadowing when it's hot. And then you see the bucket tear open when they run oh, the water earlier, yeah. and you're like, "Nice, that's pretty good foreshadowing." I don't really pay attention to that, and then, then it shows up I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. That's is how the xenomorph dies: is um, it gets really hot, and then cold, and then explodes." Explodo. <laughs> um. Well, what what is your pairing for Alien Three? Watchmen. Yeah, it's a head scratcher. You know what mine was? What? The thing. <laughs> Fitting. Because I fit I decided to fit two a pair of two movies that had a bit of a dour, grim sure. lookout on science fiction. That's how the movie Watchmen ends. Very true. It's not how it the, is true. It's not yeah, how the it's book, been a little while. It's not how the book ends. And there are similarities and there's differences between the two. And, I, I, went with, yeah. I went with Watchmen because I was sitting like, okay, I had this really good idea to do the drive-in pairing. Like, yeah, fucking Alien and Thing. Aliens, Terminator 2. Fuck yeah. Alien 3 and... Oh, shit. Is Cricket um, Noise a movie? Because I got nothing. And I'm sitting there thinking. And I was like, what? Man, fuck. It does have a downer of an ending, okay, too. It's, okay, it's dark. It doesn't tell a happy story. Nothing about it is ever really good. It's more... I went with Watchmen more because of tone like everything's fucked and we're ultimately not going to be okay 
Uh, and then the guy, Ripley's not telling the story, but, you know, she and Rorschach basically sacrifice themselves at the end. Right. Let's do some fucking trivia. Uh, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. So here's what we did, gang. We, we're going to do trivia on all, all of, of the, the movies. Yeah. All, all kind of all at once. So. Uh, it was kind of funny because I wanted to see where these fit in, like the three these three movies fit in the not the zeitgeist, but where they hit on a box office level for okay. all three. Like how successful it was for 1979, for 1986, and for 1992. So with only a budget of eleven million dollars, Alien grossed almost ni- uh, seventy nine million domestically. And was the fifth highest grossing picture of 1979 in the U.S. The number one movie of 1979 was actually Superman, the movie. You want to know why it was in 79? Because they left it in the theaters for because Well, not just that. It's the fact that the movie released in uh, December. It was a December release. Superman, the movie, was Mm. in 78. I had no idea that it was a December release. That's something else I learned. With a budget of... 18.5 18.5 million aliens grossed 85 million domestically and again was the fifth highest grossing picture of 1986 the number one movie of 86 80s top gun top gun by <laughs> a landslide <laughs> compared to anything else with a much higher budget of 50 to 60 million dollars Alien 3 only grossed $55 million domestically and was the 27th highest grossing picture of 1992. The number one movie of 1992. Oh, League of Their Own. Batman Returns, number one. League of Their Own was number seven. Alien was in script development with the Brandywine Productions and 20th Century Fox before the release of Star Wars. No shit. The studio did not have a lot of faith yet in science fiction films, but once Star Wars became a hit, they immediately greenlit Alien. It's in space. Let's do it. Yeah. Everybody likes science fiction now. Dan O'Bannon, one of the screenwriters, credited his experience with Crohn's disease for his inspiring... Uh, for inspiration for the chest-bursting scene from Alien. Hmm. He actually died from complications of Crohn's disease in 2009. That sucks. Harrison Ford turned down the role of Captain Dallas. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't necessarily have been bad, but it just would have been weird. Ridley Scott cited three movies as the shaping influences for Alien. Can you guess which three movies? <sighs> Dracula? Nope. One, I'll give you the years. 77. So Star Wars. 1968. Planet of the Apes. No, I think that's off by a year. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Ah. So Star Wars, A New Hope. 2001, A Space Odyssey. And then the other movie was released in 1974. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I do not see that in here. Yeah. He wanted, he thought it. it is his very much kind of haunted housey, Haunted House, I get, but I don't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. fair enough. It was those were his three inspirations for the science fiction aspect and then the horror aspect. <clears throat> In the chest bursting scene, Veronica Cartwright screams when blood splatters on her face because it, she didn't know it was coming. Correct. Her screaming and horrified reaction were genuine, just as the shocked responses from all the other cast members. The the script they I believe, purposefully were not told how much blood would come out. The script, I believe, just said alien appears. Really? Yeah. I read that. You one. Got any more detail? Nope. That's it. 
It'll, it's it'll, up to the director to figure it out. It'll appear, and then you guys uh, go ahead and react to it. Yeah, so like when you see her go, ah, because she had no idea that she was going to get basically hosed with caro syrup and <laughs> and whatever they used as blood yeah, at that time. Awesome. Um, lastly, a theater owner had conveyed to Tom Skerritt soon after the film had been released that they take a lot of pride in the cleanliness of their bathrooms and that scenes were... And that scene where that thing comes out of that guy's stomach, that really messed up our bathrooms. But we took care of that. Scarrett asked how they took care of it, in which the owner replied, we just cut the scene out of the picture. Bathrooms were fine after that. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, okay, so you just decided to edit the movie. Yep. So for Aliens, in both the standard and special edition versions, the 15-minute countdown at the end of the film is indeed 15 minutes. That's cool. That's also hard to pull off. Sure. So that's why it really feels like it's well-paced, because it's like they stay on <laughs> target for that. The alien screams when they get shot are uh, baboon shrieks altered in post-production. Okay. So you hear that, when they get shot, yeah, you're like, oh, that's... Uh, Bill Paxton continuously apologized to Catherine Hen, who played Newt, throughout the filming every time Hudson had to swear in front of her. Carrie had later admitted that she didn't mind mainly because she didn't know what any of the words meant at the time. (laughs) Uh, And according to Paxton, he improvised many of his lines, including, Game over, man. Game over. His famous line, We're on an express elevator to hell. Going down. Was probably also improvised because it did not actually appear in the shooting script. Uh, Apparently, there was a lot of animosity on set uh, for aliens, specifically. The British crew was openly hostile to both Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd. In their eyes, Cameron was a nobody who had not made a decent film yet, as they had not seen The Terminator. While they openly mocked Hurd, claiming that she only got to produce because she was married to Cameron, and that they would not take orders from a woman. In order to try to convince that he had talent and skills for the job, he had arranged a screening of The Terminator uh, for the crew. However, most of them did not show up. Uh, Unlike American studios where crews were generally hired by the production, Pinewood Studios, where filming took place, came with its own indentured crew who were used to working 12 hour who weren't used to working 12 hour days, which uh, is an average shooting day in the U.S. on most lots for Mm. films. Is twelve hour days. Paxton later said that his uh, that the British crew drove everyone nuts with their indentured work ethics, literally stopping filming in the middle of a complicated scene just so they could have tea, go to the pub, and when they finished or if they finished early to go to the pub. <laughs> You're like, all right, it's tea time. <laughs> Apparently, there was also the fact that no one there was not craft services wasn't as much of a thing with British crew as it was in the U.S. Oh, okay. So there wasn't just food that you could just eat throughout take after take after setup after setup. That didn't exist. So when tea time came, everyone stopped because they hadn't had breakfast and they were ready to eat something. No shit. Whether it was just some fucking biscuit or whatever. <laughs> we call those cookies. Yeah. Uh, aliens uh, was never shown to a test audience because editing – and scoring weren't completed until the week before its actual theatrical release. (laughs) Marketing experts later said that Aliens probably helped save Fox, which was was in desperate need of a hit at the time. 
you'll also learn when watching the documentary that James Horner and Cameron very much hated each other after this movie because he needed to see everything to be able to write and he and Cameron was pressuring him to get everything done while they were still everything was still kind of being mixed and put together. Right. He's like I didn't have time, so he wrote most of that score in like less than a week. Jesus. Uh, the last bit that was kind of interesting is that Sigourney Weaver had initially been very hesitant to reprise her role as Ripley. She had been she had rejected numerous offers from Fox to do any sequels, fearing that her character would be poorly written and a subpar sequel could only hurt the legacy of the first movie. Sure. However, she was so impressed by Cameron's uh, script, specifically the strong focus on Ripley, the mother-daughter bond between Newt and the incredible precision with which Cameron wrote her character that she finally agreed to do the film. She was, of course, disappointed when Cameron had to shorten the movie and cut the scenes where Burke brings Ripley the news of the the death of her daughter, yeah. amongst other things. The shot in Alien 3, the bitch's back shot, the studio told him he can't do it. And so he, like... Went and grabbed a camera anyways. Is that he what took, it was? He, he yeah. got a, he got a, <laughs> That's he, what I thought I heard somewhere. He got a camera, the monster, and Sigourney like, Weaver and shot like, that. fuck you. I'm doing it yeah. anyway. And, this is, like, and, and now it's the most iconic image of that movie. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver got, I believe, an extra $10,000 for shaving her head. Ten, ten grand or forty grand, I can't remember. She had a young daughter at the time, and I think she was nursing still, maybe? I didn't, awesome. I didn't write this one down, but she had to wear a wig when she went home because it freaked her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, uh, Sigourney Weaver publicly took David Fincher's side uh, against, not against the studio necessarily, but saying like, yeah, they're, this guy's doing a great job or whatever, and they're not letting him do what he needs to do. His thing, yeah. A yeah. Um, couple also rans for directors on this are Ridley Scott, who turned it down. Right. Which is good because that would have... That's all right. He'll come in and do two more that are... Mm. Uh, and Rennie Harlan. I thought I heard that as well. My, there wasn't a big enough explosion for Rennie Harlan to do that terrible. movie. <laughs> Could you imagine how terrible this movie would have been with Rennie Harlan? Um, the the shaving the head thing, that everybody being bald was David Fincher's idea. He just thought, wouldn't it be like interesting if there was a, I don't know, a lice outbreak and everybody had to be bald? It's an interesting concept because now it's like, well, now it's just makeup. It's not hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. Cut the budget somewhere, right? Um this is the first time in any of the Alien movies that the the name of the company is actually said. Otherwise, they're just called the company. Oh, that's right. They actually do say Whalen Utani, yeah. don't they? First time you actually see a xenomorph after it kills somebody and it's eating. Yeah, that's just, true. It seemed like it was weird. feeding off of it. Yeah. yeah. This is the only time where I really noticed that it. it seemed like it was feeding off of the its prey that it killed. Yeah, otherwise, rather than it just you just get somebody. Killed and then either put up as a cocoon or, somewhere for a potential egg, yeah, or killed point. in an interesting way, and then you yeah. move on to the next thing. Lastly, this is uh, believed to be set like days or just weeks after the end of Aliens. It's not surprising when you really think about it. The rest of Ripley's life, while it's fifty-seven to fifty-eight years total, it's like it's only by the time the alien shows up, it's only like maybe 24 hours. Cause she even says like in less than 24 hours that took out my entire crew. So she's had maybe a couple of days on Nostromo blows it up, goes to sleep for 57 years, then gets demoted down to forklift operator <laughs> works on the docks. So I would presume that that time frame to get back to that planet is only a few months, maybe. A handful of weeks here, 
like a week there, 57 years, maybe a handful of weeks in this movie. And then it's like a week between her landing on Fury 161 to the end. It's a week or two because she said she's yeah. going to be sick for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't want to go too in-depth on the rest of them, but <laughs> Prometheus is a movie. <laughs> A boring movie. Okay, hold on. So is Alien Covenant. Okay, here. And the fact that I can't remember which is which, if I've seen them both or not, (laughs) is telling. I know I've I've definitely seen Prometheus because I remember thinking, I read, I remember reading like... Scott's back to do this? No, I remember after I watched it, I I remember reading, so the big bald white dude with the cloak that's jizzing in the river is Jesus? And then, yeah, that's that's confirmed? Well, no, it's not, because that's the thing. It's it's never confirmed, and it's only... Ridley Scott's confirmed it. No, it's only Ridley Scott. It's not actually played in the movie. Right. Like, that's, it's implied. That's dumb. Is all that it's done. And then Scott confirms it, but you don't actually see it in the picture. Like, oh, Jesus is one of the engineers or architects or whatever they're called, and the reason why he gets killed or that's the reason why he gets killed or sacrificed or crucified yeah crucified it's just i don't know that's dumb i have thoughts on several things when we go to sequels and prequels we go to the sequel first which was alien resurrection it's a very weak sequel at best the studio was pulling its strings to see how they could somehow bring sigourney weaver back into at least one additional alien movie They do it, but at the cost of all things that honor the original films with some sort of integrity. At worst, it completely shits all over uh, how great the character of Ellen Ripley was. Yeah. Um, Sigourney Weaver. uh, I'll tell you what I'd pair that that with at the drive-in. What? Escape from L.A. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a lot of similarities, uh, notwithstanding a basketball scene. True. Um, Sigourney Weaver uh, originally refused to do a fourth film. When they asked why she changed her mind, she replied, they basically drove a dump truck full of money to my house. And mind you, she made $4 million for Alien 3, so I wonder how much they paid her. Good for her. Good for her. Unfortunate for the franchise as a whole. I mean, she kind of has to look at, like, okay, the integrity of the character and all that, yeah. And that's important to me. But hold on. Have you seen this dump truck of money? Well, but so is paying my bills. But, like, okay, so if I don't do it, they're going to do it, and they're going to get somebody else to play. I don't know if they would do Ripley. They'd probably have to go in a different direction because it's really hard. That's what I have here. You can't do an alien movie without Sigourney Weaver. Right, and that's why they aren't, in my opinion, they haven't been as good. Um, Alien versus Predator. We all know where the crossover came from with Alien versus Predator, correct? You know where the original, like, where it it was first implied. Was it? Batman versus Predator? Predator 2. Okay. When he I, – I watched that not too terribly long ago. It's not great. I, okay. Here's um, real quick on Predator 2. I've tried to watch Predator 2 three times in my life. Every single time, I fall asleep. That movie is fucking boring as shit. Now, I just watched Prey last week. All right. Not boring and didn't fall asleep. There's a tie-in. Okay. Well, there should be. I'm going to go back. One last fucking it's time. On, I think it's on Hulu. One night only. I'm giving Predator 2 one, one more, more chance. One more fucking chance. It's, the beginning is fucking dumb. The, the Middle the and arms the end, too. Are dumb. Um, but apparently towards the end, he ends up on the Predator ship. He does. And there is a portion of the ship that he opens the door to, and you see his trophies, uh-huh. the Predator's trophies, and uh-huh. one of them is a xenomorph 
uh, skull. That's cool. That's the reason why. That's where it first went. Hey, what if we tie these two together? Thus was born the crossover that was never really needed. <clears throat> the movies are poop. End of story. Um, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott has been chasing that dragon now for two prequels, but they both fall short of the original. Prometheus is a beautiful-looking, yet very preachy and existential film. Alien Covenant is okay at best, but I remember that I've seen this movie before, you know, when it was good and it was called Alien. What they seem to forget when they try to do one of these, especially the Alien versus Predator shits, but... The, the xenomorph is just the shark or the ghost or the monster in the house. It's just it's there to be the necessary. It's the thing that you're fighting. You know, it's not. I mean, it's important to the story, but outside of that, I mean, it, the movies wouldn't exist without them, but you need somebody interesting to fight them, you know? Yeah. And no one in the two prequel movies was. <laughs> he had one of the greatest actors in the last. 30 years Idris Elba in it and he spends most of that movie in the ship in a ship in the cockpit being yeah yeah I, I remember bits of Alien Covenant is that not the one where they're on there's like on, they're, it's raining and they're in a wheat field or something mm. that's what I said earlier if I, the fact that I can't remember which is which a lot of people have gone back to Prometheus specifically and I think that's the one he was in is Prometheus. I know Idris Elba's in Prometheus. Um, that's the one. And I know a lot of people that have gone back going, if you didn't like it, just rewatch it. I'm like, God. I did that once with the Ridley Scott film. It was called Blade Runner. And yes, it got better with repeat viewings. Yeah. I don't know if, if Prometheus holds the same standard. Your hero is what's important in these movies. And your hero interacting with the world and the xenomorphs. And that hero is Ellen fucking Ripley. Not anybody else. The other three are timeless. This one is. Very, Alien Resurrection is not. No. Of anything else. The only cool thing about Alien Resurrection is the basketball shot. That she made in real time. That she made in real time. Yeah. That, was that cool. you don't know was real, but it actually was real. So was um, Kurt Russell's half yeah. court. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the reason why you paired it. <laughs> that's why you pair it. <laughs> that's the one yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. That's the one reason. Um. All right. Well, do they still hold up? Final thoughts? So if we go to Magic Wand or Recast, did you do both or just one? Um, I had a hard time doing both, and so I shifted to Recast. So I chose to go with our normal kind of – our normal norms for I double features. I didn't do it for each movie. I just did it overall. Um, Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3. Everything is the same, exactly the same, except the Xenomorphs are E.T. Just aliens is just a fucking shit ton of those little scrotum looking fuckers running around. That what would, it, <laughs> but the tone is the same. They're, the Hudson is just as scared of them as he is of the xenomorphs. Uh, <laughs> it, it pops out of Ripley's chest at the end of the third one, and it's just a teeny tiny little ET. <laughs> With this finger that just lights up. <laughs> uh, that or at the... Uh, you could write it one of two ways. You could write it, if you go back to redo, I guess I did one specifically for Alien. My main magic wand is the whole, the whole trilogy, everything's the same except they're E.T. But if you're going to do Alien, you write it in a way that you're left wondering, is Ripley like schizophrenic? Not to villainize schizophrenic people, but is she hallucinating all this shit? Oh. And she's killing 
her crewmates. And then, like, maybe she's she's schizophrenic and she goes off her meds for some reason. That's usually when people that are in that condition, that's when bad shit happens. Correct. And she starts freaking out through really no fault of her own other than not taking her medicine. But she goes off, goes off her meds and then freaks out, starts hallucinating, and starts even leaving shit around to make it look like there's a fucking creature. Writing, you know, confirming her own story. Right. Uh, and then starts killing her crewmates. And then in a frenzy of illness, she then grabs Jonesy and gets on the thing and blows the ship up and fucking... Then you could do a sequel, Flies off. sequel where they pick her up and they're trying to figure out what's going what on. What the fuck happened? So you Because if that's how you write that in the sequel, there's no planet colonists of Xenomorph, so it makes your sequel something totally different. But Or just leave it wondering, like, was there a Xenomorph or was Ripley... Fucking nuts. Yeah. Knuckin' futs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my magic wand. Well, do they still hold up? Uh, final thoughts. When I did the when I before we get to final thoughts, when I did, I chose to go recast, and it was really weird because I purposely picked one specific actress that I thought could replace her, replace Ripley. I'm like, if we had to replace Ripley with, um, we had to replace excuse me Sigourney Weaver with another actress, who would we replace her with? Um, and then I also found one other specific actress that also would work. And I'm like, fuck. Now, when I think about them, they both would work, but they're, but they've already been used in other franchises specifically. Which of the two actresses do you think I replaced Sigourney Weaver with? Natalie Portman? Nope. Zoe Zaldana? Linda Hamilton? Sure. And Jamie Lee Curtis? Mm. Either one of those two actresses could have played Ellen Ripley. I don't think to the degree that Sigourney Weaver portrays her as. No. But those are the only two actresses I could initially think of that went, mm, what if we just basically replaced her with Linda Hamilton? I'm like, it might work. I mean, he kind of did with Terminator and he Terminator did. 2. He did. It's the same arc. Yeah. She's a vulnerable survivor. What was funny one. is when I typed in Jamie Lee Curtis, I wasn't at the time thinking of the Halloween stuff. I especially wasn't thinking of the newer, like, sequel reboots yeah. of Halloween. And then after I typed in, I'm like, fuck. And it's not, I'm not happy with it. So <laughs> I let it go. Instead, what I did is I wrote down a life lesson learned. Quarantine protocols are put in place for a reason. <laughs> All of this doesn't happen if you wear your fucking mask. Obey them. Also, make sure your science officer actually goes out with a captain to follow up on the distress call because then he's less likely to be able to get back in if he can't let them in. I still think the trilogy holds up relatively well. When I, when it comes to Alien, even at 43 years old, it feels relatively timeless. It's seen as a haunted house in space. It successfully merges the genres of horror and science fiction into something that kind of didn't seem like it existed before this movie. Not really. Not 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 to this not degree. Not to this degree, no. I think Ridley Scott's vision of just I, I said it before and I say it again, like drenching that film in this atmosphere that you can feel and hear everything in this movie. And it's set and it sets like a this brilliant tone where you're still engaged with wonder and terror even upon repeat viewings. Watching these movies when you have that 
5.1 or 7.1 surround sound really puts you in that world and you hear the drippings and the clingings oh. of the chains and the stuff. Yeah. It's very – it just pulls you into that world that you don't necessarily completely get when it's just two speakers in front of you. And I think you may have even said in I, – I'm thinking it was a previous episode when we talked about aliens. I don't think it was off mic. But Cameron kind of provided that tent pole that holds up the trilogy, uh, this most mostly depressing and horrific trilogy with hope. Like, sure. Like there's this hope. <clears throat> and Cameron successfully replaces the center core of horror and puts in action. Yeah. And you don't care. But there's still really good, grounded, rich, flawed characters <laughs> yeah. in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Same with Terminator 2. The, it, if he, That's where Cameron really exceeded well, with his A great example is Alien versus Predator. All that is is fucking, it's aliens without any art or writing or yeah. storytelling. It's just, if I remember correctly, wasn't it, a, wasn't it a bunch of fucking teens that discovered him somehow? Not entirely sure. I can't, it was a, it was a group of people that I didn't give a fuck about that discovered the the battleground or whatever on Antarctica. Yeah. And that's what you get. That <clears throat> Alien versus Predator is aliens without anything redeemable. Correct. What really makes Aliens so good is how it expands on the character of Ripley. Correct. Actually, Cameron is credited for giving her the first name, yep. Ellen, which is also pretty cool. But Ripley exemplifies what it means to be a strong woman. Ripley's determination to succeed, um, her defiance about doing a job most men would have difficulty doing, um, yes. and her fierceness about protecting those she cares about along with having her own nuclear family with Hicks and Newt. Yep. That's what makes aliens work so well. Uh, when it comes to aliens, uh, aliens three, alien three alien. or alien to the third power, alien cubed um, more than anything else. It's just that it's a dark and dour mood piece about the ugly depths of the human condition. Mm -hmm. um, it's bleak. It's despairing. But it's slickly shot, man. Mm -hmm. um, Fincher's ideas may be too bleak or too no, gloomy it. for some. I love it. Um, but they are clearly his. And in Alien 3, they are presented as forcefully as ever his own particular stamp on the tropes that had animated the Alien franchise. It emphatically tries to close the book on Ripley's arc. Where our movies used to have a definitive beginning, middle, and end. And you don't get that like you used to get 30 years ago now. You don't get trilogies. You don't just get a beginning, no, middle, you end. Get, you, you just get, get forever franchises. Forever franchises. Yeah, yeah. And here they were trying to end it. And then, unfortunately, five years later, the, ah, we got one well, more in us. To add to that, the era of the franchises started around the time this trilogy ended which is why you've got alien resurrection and then you've got the avp and avp requiem and fucking prometheus and coming it's it's the the franchise thing star wars is to blame for it a few years later when they did started to do the prequels right but that's where it comes from. I mean, yeah, Alien, the the ripple effect, or the Ripley effect, if you <laughs> The Ripley effect. Uh, that came from Alien. Actually, I mean, like you said, this was in production before, or in talks before Star Wars, but Star Wars is what made this happen, or what opened the floodgates. Everybody wanted science fiction. But 
Have you have you read the script? It's really you depressing. don't you don't without without Alien. You don't have the thing. You don't have the Terminator. You don't have Total Recall or Predator, and like you said earlier, Event Horizon for sure. Their spin on the final girl is great. Yeah, uh, final girl and her cat, I guess, basically. The final girl and her um, pussy. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite takes on on the final girl, and it's Alien alone could have just been a nice standalone, and then like you said, Cameron comes in and takes it and injects it with testosterone for sure but in a good way and, yeah, and yeah absolutely and blows it up exponentially like yeah. the balloon effect and you get at the beginning of it you get 10 or so minutes of setup in aliens and then it's like everybody good okay here we go boom start the ride and and you're off it's a few visual effects like we said are obvious but they still look fucking better than anything i could muster today um the suspense of aliens really ages like a fine wine oh yeah it, it holds up so well it's it's just it's set him up knock him down storytelling and you know, like we said he expands on the the onion that is that is ripley's character i think my dislike for <clears throat> dislike but the reason i stayed away from aliens for so long is because i'm not a big fan of james cameron what do you, you do? like what you, you i like, like what, what I, I like but later he got or he got around to liking the smell of his own farts <laughs> And we do that whole king of the world shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. I mean, I wasn't hurting anybody but myself because, yeah, the aliens. You went is, back because I remember a few years ago. You're like, I went back. I hadn't watched it forever, and it's fucking aliens is tits or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, I believe, it is. I believe what I said was I was so wrong. Oh, you're so wrong. That's <laughs> the yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> and you said it. I've said it before on here many times. Alien Three is the fitting. You watch The Wire. They wrote The Wire so the cops don't always win, nor do the drug dealers. Nobody right. wins. It's just the sh- the disease goes merrily on, you know. Not every ending is... Most endings aren't happy endings. Most endings aren't as sad as Ripley's, but hey, that's her fucking... That's her ending, right? Right. That's how they, and it's, I think it's fitting. And yeah, it's a down ending. You know, this is... But a, it still works. I think so. It's not a... Alien 3 isn't a movie you're going to want to watch... After you, shortly after you've lost a loved one or something, but it's more of a think piece. It is alien movie. There's not a ton of action in it. It it got and still gets some shit from people because it, it bums people out, and that's okay. It's not it's not for everybody. But I, to that, I say what what would you what would you have them have done then? Like they fucking Newt Hicks and uh, Ripley all get to Earth and they start their sitcom, you know. <laughs> Each each one is its own individual thing. They stand on their own, but they also play work really in. well as beginning, yeah. middle, and end. I, honestly, I think it's a better trilogy than Star Wars. Uh, it says a lot more, and it absolutely still holds. All, all of them still hold up. Mm-hmm. All, the the trilogy, still yes, holds up absolutely. So there you have it. Alien, aliens, aliens and alien cubed. Because <laughs> they were what they were saying originally was three times the terror and like. No. Yeah, it was on the poster, but it's no, still Alien, dumb. Alien 3 isn't scary. Alien 3 is just interesting. Have we some chasers? What? I've never read this before. What have we got here? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this is from Lisa, I'm guessing. <laughs> no one knows we were doing Aliens. So. That's correct. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> um, if you, I haven't read this. So if I you were a member of Ripley's team... Uh, in, in any movie of your choice, would you rather, uh, one, 
kill a xenomorph in an amazing and memorable way or two, die in an amazing and memorable way? Oof. I, I would kill the thing in an amazing and memorable way. Yeah, because the downside to dying and you get to be in the movie longer, but you're probably going to die in an amazing way with the xenomorph taking them out. Would it not be um, argued that Ripley does both at the end of Alien 3? <laughs> she dies in an amazing and memorable way and, and kills, kills it. <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our first attempt at one of these. I think we, we could do it with a couple more movies. I, we could totally do Star Wars, I think. Right. Which was what we were going to do. Yeah. But we decided this was better trilogy more interesting it's more interesting um what you guys can do in the meantime is uh hop over to wherever you uh stream us and give us a review or a rating leave a rating so other people can hear about us and give us a listen we've not been super active on socials uh don't see that changing so <laughs> hop over there and uh look at shit that we posted in the last year or so um, or not or not or don't like we care yeah we care but <laughs> not that much um also yeah check out any uh, back episodes you haven't listened to what are we doing next time i think we're we always have a halloween pairing yep by and 2018 you know we've been doing it i've been thinking recently i might be adding santa claus the movie to my christmas i thought you were gonna add it to your halloween <laughs> no no but that's uh, not cool man <laughs> Halloween, what are we doing? We're going to do uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. No. It'd just be Evil Army, Dead. The Army of Darkness. Sorry. You're, you're, my my yeah. cover says uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash. No, actually, my cover says Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. I fucked that all up. No, we're going to do uh, Army of Darkness and... Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Not terribly similar. But they're both horror comedies. Okay. I couldn't think of Army of Darkness, and I'm sitting here staring at two Ash figures across the room that say Army of Darkness. I can read it <laughs> right now. I'm staring at his face, and I couldn't remember the fucking name of the movie. Oh, you're a dumb. I am dumb. So that's coming up, gang. Shaun of the Dead, Army of Darkness. We might have a pick six that's Halloween themed. We may not. I don't Maybe know. Maybe we should do a couple Halloween pick sixes. Well, we'll you'd those. have to come up with a good grouping we might have. You might get in October before this double feature pairing. I don't know. Yeah, if not, it'll be at least one is the thought. We've always talked about doing a horror marathon, volume three, part three, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, it may, I said, it's going to take me a while to put that one together, but I don't, I, if I work on it, I might be able to do it. I don't know. You should start now. We should do that. We should do horror marathon, part three. 75 minutes of dead air. <laughs> that's funny. That's a dick move. <laughs> that would be, that's a very Andy Kaufman-esque. It's a trick. 75-minute trick. Okay, gang. We're going to get out of here. Um, remember, observe your quarantine protocols lest you have to uh, kill yourself in an afterburner. But mostly. Stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like, follow, and subscribe to them on Facebook and Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. You can buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeature.com. What makes you think they're going to care about a bunch of lifers who found God at the ass end of space?